I just silenced the daughter. <laughs> well, she just like totally zoned out there. That was amazing. As she tries to steal my coffee cup off the desk. <laughs> yeah. Well, she knows what's up. She knows what she needs. No. Welcome to Interface, an early morning episode of Interface. It's almost 10 o'clock, so it's hard for me to be awake. My name is Andrew Lilja, and with me today is Ian Fuchs and his beautiful daughter. Hello. So, Ian, you know me. I bought a house, and now we need to fix things in it. And so, because I rely on things like the Sweet Home and the Wire Cutter to tell me what things to buy in my life, it's very frustrating when there's nothing in my life that allows me to like recommend power tools and brands of wood and that sort of thing. Right, so, so you're... You're looking at acquiring high-dollar items, potentially. Multiples of high-dollar items. Things that I need to... Dangerous high-dollar items that I need to last and work reliably. Right. And so, and so you want to know what where is the best place to start? What's the best place to go? And, and with technology, it's always really easy because there's you know 10,001 websites and whatever that will right. tell you what apps or devices or whatever are great for... Well, X thing. Tech- if you're a photography type person, you want this kind of phone, or if you're this right. kind of person, you want this kind of thing. And for you, and you're technology like, too. I've been using, like, I've been using computers since I was like five, right. and so like I have a lot of experience understanding like what I need and what I don't need. Right. So, so for you, you're looking at it now, and you're like, I need a circular saw. What kind of circular saw do I get? Do I get this one that's super cheap, or this one that's kind of in the middle, or do I get the five hundred dollars circular? I can't even begin to judge like what sort of uh, uh, tools and 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 what my needs are even going to be to do things. Like I have a general sense because I've done some research into the process that I'll be doing, but like I just don't know anything about this. Um, I mean, so one way to solve your problem, maybe the easy way, is a place like Home Depot or Lowe's does rent tools, and they're typically right. they're typically a better quality tool. Um, they're not going to rent out like the cheap, crappy ones that break all the time. They're going right. to rent ones that they know that are going to be reliable enough to rent multiple times. So you could maybe get by, especially with some of, especially for things you don't think you're going to need a lot of times. Like you maybe mm-hmm. don't need a miter saw or a miter box saw repeatedly, but you might need it for like one part of the project. Yeah, what, you might be better off. Family. Right, you might be better off renting one of those just to cut all those trim pieces or the molding right. pieces, and then taking it back instead of spending three hundred dollars on one but something you like know, a circular really saw cool you know thing. it's there's this there's, these tool libraries have you ever used one of these before i have not so it's a place where you can go like you pay an annual membership fee and then you just check out the tools you need from the library um and so there's one here in minneapolis called the uh, minnesota tool library and 55 dollars a year you can just, for a week, you can just go check out any one of their, they claim they have 2,400 tools. And so it's things like seven different types of brad nailers, uh, three different types of staple guns, like all sorts of stuff like that. So the the idea is they're a rental shop, but you're renting on a yearly cycle. And the idea is that you don't need these tools all the time, but you right. need something often enough that, it could benefit you. And I suppose, especially for somebody who lives in a smaller house or a condo or apartment or townhouse or something mm-hmm. <laughs> where they don't have the storage space for yeah. lots of tools, it's probably uh, much more effective. Like maybe you have space for a drill and a saw, but anything beyond that, you probably don't have 
you know, unless you rent a storage unit or something, you don't have space to keep that kind of stuff. Right. So it totally makes sense that you would want a way to get to tools or access to tools without having to spend $300 here and $200 there and $80 here, $50 there, whatever. Mm-hmm. So I, or, or for somebody like you who is about to undertake a project that you're hoping doesn't take a year, right. that maybe for yes. 55 bucks you could get everything you need. Now the question is, is it only one tool at a time? Because that would be a pretty terrible restriction if you oh, could like be, yeah. only rent a saw for a week. And it's like, well, I guess I got to cut everything now and then hope that it was all right next week when I have yeah. the drill to put everything together. That's an interesting question. So this feels sort of like a, a less scummy version of the sharing economy where like you're actually sharing things. But because you're not like paying per tool, you're just paying like a, a fee like you would with an actual library. It sort of feels you, you run into like the tragedy of the commons problem. Yeah. So I... I it's an interesting concept. Um, my guess is that somewhere out there, there is the sweet home of tools. There's the sweet home of baby stuff. I, I, that doesn't surprise me at all. But I think I think in, in any market where there's a opportunity for affiliate linking <laughs> and uh-huh. B, opportunity to persuade people to spend more money on things without seeming salesy there's going to be somebody who has a website or websites out there that are going to do that kind of thing and i would i would have assumed something like um like this old house or something like that had oh, yeah uh had a, a tool recommendation thing that would at least give you some ideas on like okay so you're you're planning on doing stairs like here are the tools you're right. going to probably need for stairs, and then here are some tools we recommend. Granted, again, they're going to all be affiliated back to whoever's behind that, and so there is a little bit of potential yeah. bias in there. Whereas something the, like Sweet Home is, or not Sweet Home, Wirecutter is owned by New York Times. Is that correct? They are both now. Yes. Okay. The thing about uh, uh, something like the Sweet Home or the Wirecutter. Um, which are actually the same company, they just have different websites for different topics, um, is that uh, they have these really, really, really extensive explanations for why they chose what they did and the people they talked to. And in a lot of places, there's not the same sort of transparency in the review process. It's a black box. And so right. at best, you assume it's the um, uh, the opinion of the reviewer. And at worst, it's just sort of like a little blurb that doesn't really tell you about how, why they made these decisions, what's going on in the background, or anything. It's, or it's, it's just more like of a this promotional glowing. thing for an item or device product. Right, exactly. Yeah. And so I haven't been able to find anything. Maybe there's a market here that I should tap into for uh, deep dive reviews of power tools. That's but, um, certainly a possibility. You know, so so what it really comes down to is you you want some reputable place you can go and find information about, and I would say not not whether not just tools. You want any t- any category of product. You want to be able to go somewhere on the internet and find a definitive list of here is the best. Here is maybe the best if you're willing to spend more. Here's the best at an e- economical option, right? And like a runner up. So you want like the it's top sort of like- four of of any type of thing: refrigerators, dishwashers, tires power tools like 
Yeah. Well, I want to know why. It's two things. Right. I want to know, like, what's the, like if I just need to get, like, an average one for, like, regular usage, what is it going to be? And if I need to do something that's, like, above and beyond the Call of Duty, like, what's what am I going to have to do for that? And then also, why did you put those things in those ranks? Sure. And that's just so, a sweet home and everything excels at. I, I think the, the other thing that, that I know, especially with, with power tools, that really becomes a factor is um, a lot of people who do carpentry tend to have a a preference simply based on past products. Right. Like my dad taught me with a craftsman. So that's what I use. Right. Or, or you have somebody who, you know, they 20 years ago, they bought a Ryobi band saw table saw. We'll say table mm-hmm. saw. And so when that one crapped out, they just bought the new, the new Ryobi table saw. Mm-hmm. And then right, when exactly. they needed to buy a new drill, they just went and bought the Ryobi one because they liked the table saw and it had worked well. And so you, you end up with somebody who, who buys a brand because they already have that brand. Or you get into like the – especially with, with cordless things, you get into like the Black & Decker thing where it was like, oh, well, you buy a Black & Decker drill because it uses the weird batteries – and yeah. then you start buying all Black & Decker stuff right. because they all have the same battery kit. Right, you get the lock-in. This actually, this raises an interesting point um, in general about how these sort of websites can't, they can't last forever. So like if I go look at reviews of Craftsman tools from like 2002, 2003, they're going to be like radically different from the tools now because like there's acquisitions that get bought by manufacturers who don't put the same emphasis on quality or they find places to cut prices or cut costs and that kind of thing. And so the tools or, aren't the same and so the reviews don't work anymore. Or tools with new features. I mean, you look at or like the, new features, right? the, the table saw and the, like especially with saws where, where things, you know, 10 or 15 years ago didn't have the laser lines built into them. And now right. a lot of them will, will shine a laser so you can make sure you're cutting the right line as you're cutting. Mm-hmm. And so, like, then you have to go through and update these things, and somebody has to make the investment to get new things. So, so it's it's interesting that I, I it really surprised me that for tools there isn't more of this, but at the same time, it doesn't surprise me because I don't think a lot of people buy tools on the same kind of buying cycle as they buy electronics, and I think that's part of it too. Is electronics are more throwaway. Maybe yeah. not all electronics, but a lot of electronics are more throwaway than something like a $300 saw or $400 saw. Do you think it has also something to do with the fact that the kind of person who is buying power tools in general um, has been doing it since before the internet became a thing? Let me just say, they're old and they don't use the internet, and so this is an audience that doesn't exist, except for like this up-and-coming generation of millennials. Well, but, but I, th- I think just like anything else, you know, there, there, there wasn't an audience for washers or dryers or microwaves or toaster ovens mm-hmm. at, at one point, but there is now. So I, I think, I think it's a little bit of that, but I also think it, it really comes down to it's just they're not frequently purchased things. And I also think when when you look at the people who are buying high dollar tools, typically it's not your your you know weekend project guy. It's somebody who's doing this as a a means of income. It's 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 part of their profession. So yeah, but there's there's like they, trade magazines for that. It's a little bit different. But but I think they're you know they're still going to Home Depot or Lowe's or Menards or whatever to buy their stuff. More than likely, they're not you know they're not. I'm sure there are, there are products out there that are the super high end. You know, just like your kitchen appliances. There's a a level of kitchen appliance that you and I will probably never own because who needs a seven thousand dollar oven? Like, right, right. In, in a regular <laughs> yeah. house, like. 
um, people who have a lot of money and want to brag about having a lot of money. Right. But it's true. You, you're, you're starting to talk about like the, the point of diminishing returns where like for the vast majority of people, like a five, six, seven hundred dollar oven is going to do everything they need and more. Most people are never going to reach the limits of that sort of thing. Right. Um, but as soon as you start to, but like in order to get like that extra, like one degree of consistency in oven temperature, you have to spend like another $500, like double the price of the oven. And just nobody needs that unless you're doing professional right. work with it. Right. And, and so I, I think the same thing probably applies to tools. Like there's a range of prices on tools and you start looking at, at whatever, you know, Sanders and it's like, oh, well you have the cheap ones, you know, the under hundred dollar mm-hmm. ones. And then there's Which a whole fall apart after you say right, like a handful, a handful of years or whatever. And then, and then you have a whole range of them that are going to fall in that 100 to $250 price range. Mm-hmm. And then you're going to have a handful of them, maybe, that are over $250. But any of them in that 100 to $250 range are probably about the same. So then it's a question of, you know, what, which one has the feature you like better? Which one comes with right. the extra thing you like a little more? Or, you know, maybe which one's on sale? Which I also think there's a lot of that in, in Power Tools is which one is, is the one that is in that middle price range but also is on a good deal right now? That's well, the one I I'll think... take because you're not looking at it as a, a tool for your profession. You're looking at it for, I need this tool for this project, and right. it should make it through this project, and that should be good enough. I think that's where games – or sorry. That's where sites like uh, – um, sorry, my friends on Facebook are talking about this new game that came out. Um, I think that's where sites like the Wirecard and everything excel because it's – the things that distinguish like that mid range of tools where everything is roughly the same quality and feature prices is these tiny little changes between tools that have an impact on whether it lasts a hundred hours or it lasts 500 hours. And the only way you know that is by talking to somebody who has expertise and then actually spending the time to work with the tools and, and, and make it happen. Yeah. Um, and with tech, it's a little bit easier because uh, at least with software, you can like crack it open and see what's inside. But with hardware, and especially with like big expensive things like refrigerators and power tools and cars, it, it, there are differences between things that just you're, they don't reveal themselves until you've used it for a long time. Um, and so, like when you get to like the high professional grade stuff, you can just sort of assume that everything is going to work just fine, and that you can compare things strictly based on price. Right. right. Like, you know, like I, I can see like, okay, these are all going to do the same thing. I can save $500 because I'm not going to have to get this crazy feature that I'll never use. But when, it, but when you're just buying like your Whirlpool oven, then it, those tiny differences become much more important. Yeah. So, so really I think the, uh, the ideal solution for you is probably something along the lines of go to Home Depot and just like hang out near the saws. And when mm-hmm. the sales associate comes up, just tell him you're fine. You're just looking. But right. then when, when, when a guy comes up who definitely looks like he knows what he's looking for, mm-hmm. ask him what he would use. Yeah, because right, exactly. he's probably the guy who's on a site working on building a house right now, and that's mm-hmm. kind of along the lines of what you guys are doing. So he can yeah, probably, so I'll be that guy in a couple of years. Yeah, and so in, in three or four years, then and when I'm standing in Home Depot, and I'm like, I don't know which saw to get, and you walk in picking up a new blade for your $600 <laughs> saw that you were convinced to buy by this guy, I'm going to go, which one do you recommend? And you go, you're going to say, I've only ever used Ryobi because that's what this guy told me he used. Son, let me tell you what I think. Yeah, absolutely. Interesting. I don't I don't know if that's going to actually work, but I think there's a market for sites like this. Um but 
Um, um, um. I, I, I wonder, there's definitely market for these sorts of things, but because it's such a niche little niche, 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 niche. it's a niche thing to do. Um, it, uh, I can't imagine there's a huge market for it to, to support like a wide range of sort of sites like this. And so unless you have like tech, like everybody, Oh, I want the new shiny tech thing, blah, blah, blah. It's sexy. It's fun. That's what people want to do. But yeah, like if, iPhone. uh, if it's right, new iPhone, whatever it is, but if it's power tools, it's different because there's people who already know what's up and they already have resources to do these things. I right. just wonder if such a thing can exist for all the areas that we might want it to. I, I think it can. I, I really think it's, it's a matter of having somebody who has the, because there's a certain level of expertise that has to go into these things, right? Like, mm-hmm. like I could hand my mom six different phones and say, which one is best? And like she can do a handful of things on it and go, probably this one. Mm-hmm. But but is her critique of that phone and her way to get to that decision, you know, as professional as somebody who actually knows about all of the inner workings of the technology, the processor and the RAM and the software and the camera module and all that stuff that, that really does make a bigger difference than, you know, five minutes playing with it. So, so you have to have somebody who is an expert in tools, in appliances, in cars, then test all of the options or many, many of the options and then make a decision and then be willing to write about it. And I think, that's where you start to get into these these harder spots is that there's not a lot of reporting or right. reviewing of products in some of these categories as it is. So it's even harder to find somebody to do these deep dive comparisons yep. on the internet. Yep. Well, that's all I've got. <laughs> Anything from you? Just going to grab the microphone. Well, in that case, you can find show notes for this week's episode at interface.fm slash 48. Uh, like or subscribe while you're... Or like or subscribe. <laughs> That's a YouTube thing. <laughs> um, uh, like our social thing. Subscribe if you're not already. And uh, if you're a listener, we appreciate you being here. So with that, we'll be back next Monday and every Monday. Like She's adorable. Are you doing anything fun for your birthday? Uh, I'm staying home, watching the baby who's got a cold. Because remember how I was sick last week, and now she's sick? Oh, no. (laughs) Oh, poor thing. Which is why she's not napping, actually. (laughs) 